This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have April Hilton today. April's the wife of Tyson Hilton, head football coach for Western Kentucky. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Oh, I am too. So Coach Helton has had quite the career, and I'm just naming off a few stops here. Memphis, Tennessee, Southern Cal, and now leading the program for the Hilltoppers in 2019 Conference Coach of the Year. When you hear the stuff, (laughs) when you hear the stats and all the things rattled off like that, what comes to your mind when I ask the question, what makes Coach Helton special? <laughs> um, you know, one thing I've always loved about my husband is his confidence. That is something like from the day we met, I was just kind of, you know, just in awe that he was always so confident, but in a humble way. Um, he definitely is one of the most selfless people that I know, just always willing to help you know, people out, but especially just in my family. I mean, he is like the rock, not just in our immediate family, but in my extended family as well. And just a a great role model um, for like my brothers and I'm the oldest in my family. And then honestly, we always joke about this, but the man can literally do it all. Like (laughs) he I literally give him a hard time. I'm like, I understand if I would just walk out of the house, you could come in and everything would be like the ship is being ran. You know, it's, I mean, like literally it, it would be like, sir, yes, sir. You know, I mean, that's just like he can, from the day the kids were born, I mean, when they were, you know, really like brand new and nobody wants to, you know, some people don't want to like, hold the babies when they're that young and they're like, wait until they can, you know, move around and do stuff. Oh no, he was in on the action from day one. So it's kind of like a joke we have. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can do it all. I know. <laughs> yeah. The only thing he doesn't do is laundry, but like he could do it if he, you know, I mean, it's not like he hasn't done it, but yeah, he literally does, does everything. So it's awesome. <laughs> well, you just said you're one of, uh, you're the oldest child. So I want you to take me to back to those childhood years when you're dreaming of your life <laughs> and how it's going to pan out. Did you see head coach's wife oh my at FBS University? Oh, yeah. So I never in a million years would have thought I would have been a coach's wife. Um, never entered my mind. I don't have any uh, coaches in my family. Um, but you know, I will say this, we kind of have always said it was meant to be, um, as far as me being a coach's wife, because we moved around. I had moved like seven times um, by the time I got to college and met Tyson. I grew up in Mobile, um, Alabama, and both my mom and dad are um, from there. And I moved, see, we moved when I was 12, but everybody else pretty much was still in Mobile, I moved to Colorado my dad, with my dad's job, and I went from 6th through 10th grade there, and then 
um, again, my dad got transferred again and we moved to Amarillo, Texas. And I finished up high school there, um, graduated high school in Texas. I have a very special place in my heart for that state. Um, it's kind of interesting. I've always thought, man, it'd be so cool to have my kids have, you know, live there for at some point in their lives because it really is an amazing state. And um, high school athletics is literally unparalleled. I mean, I've lived in a lot of states and I've never seen anything like it. And um, I was a swimmer. And so I actually got an opportunity to go swim in college and I ended up at University of Houston. Yeah. So that's, that's how Tyson and I met. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it really is just, uh, it, I have always been able to look at my own children and say, you know, I get you. I understand mm-hmm. how it is when we make these moves because I was you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was the new kid. I was, you know, nervous. I was, you know, so it's really, really cool perspective coming into this from that background, kind of knowing a little bit what to expect and then to be able to, you know, help my kids with it as well. Wow. So what are some of the things that you tell your kids when, Hey, a move is upon us or rewind a few years ago when you're taking a job there at Western Kentucky, I know there's a pure excitement for their dad being a head coach, but it's bittersweet for them. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's so funny. Um, (laughs) as they've gotten older, uh, you know, we'll call them in the room just to like say something, you know, and I'll go, okay, guys, I want to tell you something. And they're like, we're moving again. I'm like, no, that's not what I was going to say at all. I'm like, <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of, um, it, it, they get a little bit jaded, you know, about that. And, um, but yeah, um, as I've gotten older, it absolutely is harder. I will say, um, you know, when they're young, they're just like, cool, let's go where daddy is, you know? Mm-hmm. It, um, and then this time around, this past time was um, the most difficult as far as um, our oldest is 17. So she's a junior now, but she was a freshman in high school. And I'd mm-hmm. always known that when they got to that high school age, it was going to be a lot, you know, uh, more difficult. Our motto has always been, we will move um, as soon as possible to get to dad. Mm-hmm. And unless you're a senior in high school, that means middle of the year. It is what it is. And so um, we've continued to do that. And it's, um, it is difficult, but it's, um, it, it works. I mean, we don't do well together apart. Like we need to be together as a family. I think that's more important and that trumps, you know, finishing out the school year, at least, at least that works for our family. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, we try to sell the house or, um, whatever we need to do and, um, get there as soon as possible. In this case, we actually, um, sold our house and, moved here um, before we could move into our house here. And so we were in a little two bedroom apartment, um, all six of us with the dog, (laughs) the boys sleeping on the couch in the living room and sleeping bags. It was very awesome for about four to six weeks. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Um, But actually really, you know, it's kind of a bonding thing, you know, with literally are on top of each other. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, And yeah. And then they were able to start school and, and get that routine going. And then we moved into the house and it actually, you know, ended up being, being good. And then it, to me, it's always easier for them to start that fall, you know, in the schools when they've already gone, it's so much less like intimidating when you literally get pulled out of your school. I have everything set up in place. 
we, you know, two days later on that Monday, we start the new school and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's always worked for us. Okay. Rewind. You're a swimmer at the university of Houston. I did not know this and this makes me so happy. Okay. So you're an (laughs) college athlete, another college athlete on campus. How does the official meet go now? How do you, how'd you meet him? Oh my God. Awesome. What was that? You know what? <laughs> he was a year older than me. And you know, it's so funny, or obviously he's still a year older than me, but it's so funny, like in high school and in college, it's like a big deal, like, oh, they're like older than you, you know, even though it's like a year, you know, <laughs> um, class of whatever, you know. Um, and so uh my teammate um and I, an- another swimmer, um, she her and I just immediately became friends um, with some of the football players that were the same year as us. And it's interesting because Houston didn't have a men's team. And so I think that probably had a lot to do with it too. So it was just a women's swim team. And so we immediately became friends with some of the freshman football players. And then, you know how it is. They all, of course, the, the, football players lived in these apartments as swimmers we had to live in the dorm our freshman year um so we would always just go over there and hang out and then ended up meeting some of the volleyball player girls and just all became friends and then yeah the Tyson was a quarterback and his um teammate that was also a quarterback uh became one of my closest friends he was the same year as me you know and yeah we just all kind of met and um he says we met in the weight room I totally don't remember that I remember meeting him for the first time in the cafeteria they called it the OB and um he was uh I had I had met another football player who and he just was walking through line and and he was like oh that's Tyson Helton and he came and sat down and he he introduced him and yeah I mean it was just it was really simple and we were friends for quite a while and just kind of running in the same circle and then um yeah that was my freshman year I think by February we were we started you know dating I guess we went on our first real date which was the um Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo which is such a fun time it's like it's like a couple of weeks long event um every year in February March in Houston and uh yeah we went to the rodeo it was opening night um Alan Jackson And, um, and then the rest is history. And then we got married. Uh, yeah, right after he graduated, he did five years of playing and then he graduated and knew he wanted to be a GA. Um, obviously his dad's a coach, his brother had already gotten into coaching, his only sibling. So it came from a family of coaching. He knew he wanted to coach. So he wanted to become a GA and wasn't sure what the opportunities would be. Um, yet he was kind of looking into that. So he went to work for his aunt and uncle in Florida, uh, in Miami. And, um, I finished up my fourth year and finished up my swimming career in February and then, um, graduated in May. And then we got married June of 2000. Wow. So this might marks 21 years of marriage this coming June. Yes. Oh my gosh, we celebrated the big 20 this last summer and it was, uh, it, yeah, it was really great. So, um, yeah, that's special. That's neat. So he moves, talk me through your coaching stops. This is fun. 
Okay, so you, he's a GA, starts words a GA, and then where do you go from there? Um, uh, yeah, people felt really sorry for us because we ended up moving to Hawaii <laughs> because he became a GA for June Jones, who was the head coach at University of Hawaii at the time, and uh, we were there for four years, and it was, I'll be honest, I mean, it was so great because we got married and moved away from everybody we knew. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's, you know, we had not even a single hesitation. We just literally went out there with nothing, um, like a, literally a suitcase each. I had never been to Hawaii, got off the plane, um, and lived in the dorms for the first, I think, month or so. Um, Yeah, so I, for the, the dorm thing, I was a little bit like, you know, this is not exactly what I had envisioned, but let's get married and go live back in the dorm. But um, yeah, we, and actually it was a co-ed dorm. And unlike in college, when I was in my dorm, my freshman year, we had suite mates. It was a community shower. What? <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is not cool. Like this is what? not what I had envisioned. And I was really, I, I, I was nervous. Like the first couple of days, I didn't really leave like, the dorm I wrote all my thank you notes from our wedding and then I got on my we had borrowed a bike I guess I I don't really remember how I got the bike but I borrowed a bike and I rode my bike down to his football office (laughs) and um, met him and then um, I had gotten in contact with the director of marketing at the University of Hawaii um, and that was my major with sports marketing and uh, I asked if they were, you know, had anybody like student assistants or anything like that that they needed, or I guess I should say, um, you know, graduate assistants I'd already graduated. And uh, yeah, I, I was able to get like a pay by the hour, like helper job uh, with the marketing department. And um, at the time they had outsourced, uh, June Jones had brought in um, his sports agent, Lee Steinberg, and they were outsourcing their marketing for Lee Steinberg's um, group. And so I was essentially, they were my bosses. Um, But yeah, it was just literally um, the director of marketing, um, the assistant director of marketing, uh, a like secretary slash assistant, and then me. And then um, I was there for a little while and then I got hired on like a salary position and I eventually became the assistant director of marketing. And so um, it was really amazing cool. to be able to work at the same school as my husband. I got to see him quite a bit. And obviously we didn't have kids at the time. And um, and it was great. And then after that first year, the special teams coach left and Coach Jones hired Tyson as a full-time uh, assistant. He was a special teams coordinator and he worked also with, with the offense. And in that third year, um, I got pregnant with our firstborn, Shelby, and she was born um, April 30th, 2003. And so that last year we were there, um, I I decided to stay at home with her. And it was a sacrifice, absolutely, because, you know, you're not making, I mean, obviously Tyson was a full-time assistant at that point, but then my salary went away and, um you know, you're living in Hawaii, the cost of living is really expensive. And even though we were able to get faculty housing, it was still, you know, 
quite expensive <laughs> because yes. of where we were living. And, um, but yeah, it was, I had always known if I could, I wanted to stay at home. That was always very, very important for me um, or to me to be at home um, with the kids when they were young, especially. And so, yeah, I was able to stay at home with her that, that last year we were there in Hawaii and, um, and it was really, really special. I actually, because I had never sat in the stands before because I worked all of the sporting events as the assistant (laughs) director of marketing, I still was down there. So I just had uh, Shelby with me um, and our uh, Aloha stadium at the time is like a baseball stadium too. So they, we sat in the dugout during the game. (laughs) Wow. And um, yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, it was a great, it was a great way to start out and just Really, really, honestly, just becoming like our own family, like our own as a couple and then starting our family on our own without, you know, anyone there to kind of um, maybe just give a lot of advice and different mm-hmm. things and that kind of thing that is all so valuable. But it's, it, I thought it was really a good, um, important start for us, for God to put us out there on our own and um, really just kind of you know, do our own thing there. Um, It was a real good foundation for our marriage. Oh, absolutely. So you move from there, a couple of more kids. So you have four total. Um, Tell me names, ages. Tell me some of the other (laughs) stuff. So after Hawaii. Yeah, we went to, yes. So we moved, we went to Memphis, University of Memphis, and we were there for three years. And we got to be with my my alma mater. And by the way, that's my Joshua's alma mater. mater. Yes, there you go. Okay, sorry to interrupt there. Go Tigers. Yes. Okay. So uh, all four of our kids are named. Um, they have at least one name from where they were born. So Shelby's middle name is Kalei, which is um, Ka is the in Hawaiian. And then Lei is obviously adopted into the English language. So the wreath of flowers is her middle name. And then our second child was born in Memphis. And um, her name is Presley because oh. we absolutely love Elvis Presley. And he's kind of synonymous with Memphis and Graceland. And um and we were there with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, which I have to say is such a, a definitely a unique thing in this business to be able to be with family, but to have family that coaches and then to be with them. I mean, we were like three minutes from their house and their youngest child and our oldest child are the same age. And they are oh, wow. very, very close. And um, they've been close since they were babies. And um, it was just really, really special to have those couple of years where we were with them and just you know, always hanging out together. And then it was really special for the brothers to work together. And then we went to UAB and that's the longest we've ever been anywhere. We were there six years, which is a lifetime in coaching. And, you know, things were just simple. It was just, we, honestly, we never had a winning season in those six years. And to think that we were there that long is actually really incredible, especially in today's (laughs) coaching world. Um, But it was just, we had a home that we loved. We were outside all the time. Um, our twin boys were born there. That was the shock of a lifetime. Um, we were just wow. going for number three and the doctor said twins and um, they were boys. So it was really awesome. Wow. And, um, we were also there uh, with my father-in-law and my mother-in-law again, never in a million years um, to be able to be with family and he was the offensive coordinator at UAB. And, you know, it was so great. We were there for a couple of years. 
all of a sudden the doctor says twins, all of a sudden I go from being independent mom with these two girls, I can do it all. I don't ever have to have help. I don't need help. I, I do it all on my own, you know, mm-hmm. and I needed help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. I, mean, I had to, yeah, I, I had to, and I had to go on bed rest at 22 weeks, which I was never expecting um, because I had had two healthy kids that were born 40 at 40 weeks. So um, I, my mom had to, to move in um, and um, she lived with us and until the boys were born, I carried them for till 36 weeks, which was a really big deal. And they were healthy and it was, it was great. And then to, and then for me to have my mother-in-law at that point, just, just to, for the kids to have that foundation too, with the grandparents was really, really, really special. And I know it was special for Tyson getting to work for his dad. Um, he had also gotten to play for his dad in college. And those are two really special things that, um, you know, not a lot of people can, can say they got to do. And, um, and it, and it was great. It was really awesome. It was a special time. And then from UAB, we went to uh, Cincinnati and we were there one year. And then we came, we got a phone call at, from Western Kentucky. Coach Fromm um, was the head coach and he wanted Tyson to be his offensive coordinator. So we came to Western Kentucky for two years. And then his brother came calling. His brother was, became the head coach at um, USC in LA and he um, wanted Tyson to come be quarterbacks and um, passing game coordinator. And we headed out there and we were there for two years. And then University of Tennessee came calling and Tyson was able to go be the OC there. And then um, we ended up here at Western Kentucky. This, we're starting about to start our third season here and, and he's the head coach. And it's been really, really special to come back to a place that we had been before. That's never happened either. And it was kind of like coming home. Because we'd absolutely loved it and fit in so well here the first time around. And um, so it's really been, you know, I, I can't imagine him being a head coach somewhere and us starting new and not knowing anything about the school. So that made this extra special for sure. So this is a hard question because you got to think back over many years and many special events. But do you have one game in particular that has just stood out as one of your all-time favorite memories, maybe as a family afterwards? I have got definitely multiple, but probably the one that sticks out the most is the Rose Bowl game. I believe that was 2017. I know that's awful. I think it was 2017. But USC won the Rose Bowl. We played Penn State. Um it was a very dramatic, you know, game and it was back and forth. And um, at the time, our quarterback was Sam Darnold, who ended up going into the NFL and is currently with the Jets. And um, he got drafted. He was the third pick of uh, that year's draft. But it was just amazing because obviously, number one, it's the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. But um, number two, just to be there and my kids were a little older so they really just understood like how amazing it was to be in that setting you know the game doesn't start until gosh I don't even know but it's dark when it starts Mm -hmm. and we were in the hotel lobby by 6 a.m to go to the rose parade and that's a really long day but it was so worth it to, to go to that and it happened to be really extra cold that day um too which is you know southern california um 
but it was, it was pretty cold. And we sat there in those stands for a really long time, <laughs> drank our hot chocolate, saw the rose spray go by. It was the, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's just, it's just unbelievable to describe like that everything is made out of flowers. <laughs> and, um, and then we went to the tailgate and then went to the game and, um, and won and came home and we declared it a Helton family holiday the next day because the kids were supposed to start school back from Christmas break the next day. And we were like, how can we do that? We got home at 1am. We rewatched the entire game with the other Helton's and um, went to bed and got up again the next day, went back to the to Clay and Angela's house, rewatched it again. We must have rewatched that game like 50 times. I mean, until we moved and it got off our DVR because we had to, you know, trade, you know. I mean, it was just a, all around just such a special week. Um, we got, got, to, got to go to Disneyland and um, it was just really, really, really special. Mm, and to be with the family yes, too. Was just, that's what's so to special. To do it as a family, yeah. It was just so special. The confetti, like, I think, I think we were pulling confetti out of like clothes and purses for like, you know, days after that game. So yes, I'd be putting it in a jar for sure to keep it on my nightstand. <laughs> That's true. We should have done that. That would have been really cool. <laughs> I'm with April Heldon, head coach's wife for Western Kentucky. You know, you describe those special moments, the top of uh, an epitome of a day. But not every day feels that way, right? And not every day you can see the fruit of your labor. So what do you think has been some of the toughest adversity you both have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? Well, other than moving um, across country into different states with, um, you know, a family of six and dogs, et cetera, which is absolutely, um, I think, um, going through adversity, <laughs> especially yes. being the one left behind when the husband gets a job and leaves that day or the next day. <laughs> I absolutely live by just God has a plan. And I always tell people, I'm like, I would be in the loony bin if I didn't have that hope in knowing that Jesus has got my back. God has a plan. And even though we can't see that plan, even though we might not understand that plan or understand the timing, um, it's essential for Tyson and I in our relationship and just our, our family as a whole um, to understand that um, God has got us where he wants us um, at, that, at any given moment. Um, and I would say there has definitely been um, a year or two over uh, the past 20 plus um, that have been difficult than others. You know, one in particular, it was just a real grinding job. Um, Tyson wasn't home um, hardly ever. And, um, you know, just really just dog tired, um, you know, when he did was able to come home. It was just, just getting very little sleep. Um, spend the night at the office a lot, which, which is totally typical. Spending the night at the office is no big deal. We've done it a lot of places we've been, um, depending on commutes and things like that. But this was really a tough year. Um, 
weren't winning, you know, enough games, that kind of thing, you know, fear of possibly getting fired, that kind of thing. And, um, and that was a really, really tough year, um, for us. Um, and I am not a crier. I typically am not, you know, an emotional person. I'm pretty even keeled. And and my husband is definitely known for being stoic and even keeled. Um, and it was just really tough, but I tell you what, I would just literally some days just stand in my kitchen and just, uh, turn on, uh, my favorite, um, gospel song, um, and just pray, you know, and just know, like, I know there's a plan and I, I know you've got it. And, um, and sure enough, you know, uh, a few months went by and, and we were on to the next thing and it, and it, it all worked out and, um, and, and it was, it was all good, but yeah, definitely. I would say I, that knowing that God has our back and has us where he wants us to be and that there's a plan is absolutely the way I have made it this far. Cause it is, as you know, it can be really tough to be a coach's wife on a lot of different levels. Um, whether it's, you know, hearing things said about your family or your husband or even yourself or your kids or whatnot. Um, and, um, you know, just sometimes fans, um, but just the moving alone, like if everything was rosy all the time and you were always winning and just, even just the moving part, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it can really wear on you. Just, it's, it's, it's a lot of stress too, you know, to constantly kind of every single fall. Um, it, my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law and I used to joke, we'd be like, okay, well, we've stopped doing things around the house now. You know how you like, we'll change your room or you'll hang a picture or you'll, you know, fix something that's broken. I'm like, okay, everything is good. It's fall. Like just in case we're not going to be here right, after this right. season, we stopped making any house. It's as good as it's going to be. We're good. <laughs> right. So, but yeah. But keeping that perspective of that, um, God is our source that he has it and we really? may not see it in the moment you know like you said we may not understand why he has us go to a different place when the place we're in feels like what his perfect will would be for our lives but we ultimately will see <laughs> his hand uh moving you know for our good you know and at some point so this is year 21 for you to be a coach's wife what advice would you give a first year coach's wife oh gosh um that is a good question. You know, I would say, obviously, being supportive um, is a huge part of a relationship between a coach's wife and a coach. Um, listening, you know, um, I know everybody's relationship is different, but for us, I love to talk ball. I love football. I mean, I. I watch football every single weekend during, I watch every game that I can um, that's, you know, before, after, or whenever our game is being played. And um, I mean, college game day with my coffee every single Saturday morning, unless until we have to leave for the tailgate. I mean, I record it and like press play. And I mean, I am like, I absolutely love college football. So I love to talk about it. And Tyson likes to talk about it with me and it's just listening too, and also you know obviously too when he, when he became having been a head coach now for a couple of years 
um, there's definitely some really hard things that head coaches have to do. Um, and him being able to bounce uh, ideas off of me or talk to me about certain things. Um, it's just, just listening and be able, being able to kind of, you know, be a sounding board and, and help your husband in that way. That's really, really, really important. Um, and then I, I would say, oh gosh, for, for a, a, a wife starting out in this profession, um, make sure that you have things that you love to do um, that are outside of ball. And mm-hmm. even, um, and it's not always possible, but having friends and relationships that are also outside of coaching is really, really a great thing as well. Um, because you, you, it's just, it's, it's a lot. You're constantly, it's, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, year round. Um, and to be able to kind of step away from it every now and then and, and have like relationships where they're, they're not a coach and they don't, they're just there to be a supportive friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think that's important. And then, um, I think having hobbies Mm -hmm. is such a huge thing outside of football. I mean, I'm so thankful to my father-in-law for instilling that to both of his sons because my brother-in-law and my husband absolutely love football and they have a passion for it. And I think that makes them really good coaches because of that, but they, their family is number one and doing things out of ball is so important because it's, you're not always going to have it. And I do think also, it's so nice to know that, that your husband will be able to eventually retire and be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with <Yes>. that <laughs> yes and so um you know that's because you know we all know the coaches out there that it's just really hard for them to step away right um, when it's time and I I think it's really important to to know you know what I I know my husband if if he ever gets you know to where he can't coach anymore or they've run him out of ball he always talks about that then he's totally fine he'll be a fish guide down in South Florida and we, we love to fish and we'll just, you know, um, go do that. And be, we can be perfectly happy doing that as much as we can. Cause it's, it's not, it's not everything, you know, mm. family is everything. And, mm. and then being able to do things that we love as a family outside of ball is super important. So I would say definitely make that commitment. And then before kids come along and especially after kids come along, get those date nights in baby, because that is so important to connect with your husband and make that a priority. It's, it's really important to make that a priority to have alone time and to go away. Tyson and I always just try to actually go away for a couple nights if we can, even one night, just to the next town, whatever, just do what you have to do and, and get away. So that's really important as well. Fabulous. Fabulous wisdom there. Love that. Ladies, write that down. Those are some good bullet points. Now you've been the backbone of a very (laughs) successful coach. This is the toughest question to answer on the podcast. Nobody likes it. You're going to have to brag on yourself, but we help us out. What do you think you have done that has contributed to the success of his career and your lives as a family? I feel like it's a blessing for him that I can take care of everything, you know, outside of his work, like everything's going to be, you know, okay. It might be wild and crazy when he comes home, kids might be running around dogs, whatever, but 
like the kids are okay, the dogs mm-hmm. are okay, everybody's fed, um, it, you know, everybody's been talked to, given a hug that day, just, just for him to know, like, things are okay at home, you know, even if, uh, obviously, there's, everybody has hard days and things like that, and just being a mom in, in general um, is difficult, but yeah, abs- just knowing that everything is being taken care of um, at home, I think. And then, um, being there for everything. I feel like I, I try to be, make sure I'm available. Like if he has a dinner or some kind of function, um, you know, I always want to be able to, you know, I don't want to have anything else going on. I always want to be available to go with him, um, and to be there to support him and whatever that is. Um, whatever it's a speaking engagement, whatever, if it's like a, a coffee thing, I'm like, yeah, I'll go be in the audience and have a cup of coffee (laughs) and listen to you. And, um, and I love to talk. I, I could, he always, I could talk to a wall. I mean, kind of a joke, but I mean, I, I'll talk, I can talk to anybody I feel like. So I, um, being able to talk to other people and socialize, I think that's, I think it would be really hard if you were a coach and you had a wife that was an introvert. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it would, it would be, hard. be harder. I think it's, yeah. So I, I feel like I bring that to the table, you know, yes. I can talk to anybody. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So this business is in crazy competitive. They get, you know, five jobs open per year and 6,000 people apply for them. So there has to been a job you thought your husband would get, but didn't. What do you say to keep him encouraged? Cause there's some women out there right now who are listening to this podcast and, you know, we've just gone through the, the January, February time zone, time zone, time period, and it mm-hmm. didn't shake out like they thought it would. What do you say to your husband in that moment? That's a tough one because I've always wanted to stay wherever we've been. So when an opportunity has come up for him, um, I've always, you know, it, obviously I've always wanted to support my husband, but, um, at the same time, like it's a fine line between knowing, like, you know, praying about things, talking, okay, God, is this an opportunity that you want to open that door for us or, or close the door. And I just think, again, it goes back to my Tyson and I have always just been able to, with faith say, you know, if it's going to happen, it'll happen. God, God will open that door or he will close that door. And, and you just have to be able to, with absolute faith, know that there's a reason for everything and God has a plan. And I know I keep saying that, but that is literally, you know, the way we have navigated this crazy world of college football coaching, for sure. You have a phenomenal reputation of making every wife feel a part of your staffs, regardless of what position they coach. They don't have to be on the field coach's wife. Every single person within your sphere of influence. What is the driving motivation behind that? <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't know how to reputation. Um, you know, to me, we're all in this together. We've all been there. I was a player's girlfriend in college. Um, and I got to see how that coaching staff worked. Um, and then I was a GA's wife 
and then, you know, I was assistant coach's wife and, um, and I just think it's, it's just so important to, um, recognize, uh, everybody on the staff that has a significant other. I mean, I, um, here, you know, obviously the wives, we have a full-time, um, group of wives. And then we've, I've even got a little fiance's group as well, um, that are future wives coming into it. And, um, you know, just shoot off the weekly text about, you know, the, the tailgate and everyone's invited and, you know, bring, bring everybody. And if, if you can bring a snack, bring a snack, if not, we'll have food there for you. And, um, yeah, I just think it's really, really, really important to have a coaching staff that is like a family because it's makes the, the atmosphere just really, really conducive to, um, no matter if things are going good or, or bad, or, you know, having up, up and down, whatever you've, um, got that, um, that atmosphere that is just like, you're, you're all in this together. I, and I, I just really do feel like that's so important to include every single person on the staff and, um, and not necessarily in some kind of order. It just, we're all, we're all wives, you know, and we're all a part of it. And our husbands all have, everybody has a different role, but it's all to accomplish, you know, the, the singular, you know, season of winning and, and going out there and making a difference in, in young people's lives. And, and I just think it's really, really important to include everyone in that. Now that you've been a head coach's wife, what's one really fun thing you try to do with your staff? I know COVID's a little different, but before that, has there been something that, hey, this is my favorite thing we did as a staff? We try to get together pretty frequently, uh, do like a wine night. Um, you know, I do a a pregame or a preseason um, meeting at my house and um, do a Christmas uh like a white elephant. We just try to celebrate like as often as we can and um, get together. And um, we, when we went to the bowl game in 2019, um, we did a staff party. It was just um, coaches and um, wives and the training staff. And it was um, everybody. And we did it at like, like a restaurant kind of bar roof bar and we were in Dallas um for the first responder bowl and um it was just so fun to just kind of get to get together celebrate the success we had had have music and just go I just tried to go from every little group just to talk to everybody and it was just really really fun and I just think it's um again at, at this year was different with covid um, I just think it's really important to have those staff, like, it's like a bonding time, you know, like we, the first year we were here, again, we couldn't do it this year because of COVID, but um, we did like a staff party at our house and we did it out by the pool and all, we had everybody, all kids included. Um, I hired a lifeguard and the dads were all in the pool with their kids. That's awesome. Lifeguard was watching. We did um, a taco truck or a food wow. truck and we did a um, snow cone truck. That's awesome. It was just so fun. Yeah, it was just really fun. What are some practical ways you try to show Coach Helton's players that they just mean more to you than the number they wear? 
That is a really good question. And I will be totally honest with you. I have found that this is harder being the head coach's wife um, than when Tyson was a position coach, because I feel like when um, you're a position coach, you've got your group of players and you're having them over to eat and you're, um, you know, maybe bringing stuff into the office for them every now and then, and you're kind of getting to know them better. But when it's the entire football team, it's, it is more difficult. Um, and so that is something I personally would love to get better at. I mean, I feel like we had our first year here and it went well and then COVID hit. And then we weren't really allowed to do, you know, some of the things that we had um, been doing. I really love getting to know the players' families and trying to, from recruiting, again, things are so different now, but back when we were having like the recruiting weekends, we have all the families come up to our football offices and all of the coaches' wives and kids are invited on Friday nights. So it really is a family atmosphere. And I think that's really important because you're getting to know the recruits and their parents. Mm-hmm. And then when they come to the school, you kind of already have a, a, a have established a relationship with them. So I think getting to know the families and things like that are important. And I think it's really good. I mean, Tyson and I really encourage the other coaches and their wives. They all do a phenomenal job of, you know, having their players over taking them to eat when they can, um, candy bags, making them their favorite, you know, appetizers, meals, snacks to bring to the office, stuff like that. I think that's, I just think it's really important again, and it goes along with the family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Do you get any downtime? You sound pretty busy there. Four kids. Um, We know you're handling a lot. You're making sure you're at everything. What do you like doing any downtime? Do you get back in the pool? I mean, is that your thing? Oh, gosh. Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) No, I absolutely love to work out. Like, I try to do uh, something every single day. Doesn't always happen. Rarely happens every single day. But definitely um, a few days a week, I try to get into the gym. And then um, I also love... um, Pilates in my old 42 year old age and my old athlete age I definitely am a little creakier than I used to be so just like stretching out Pilates things like that is just really really important for me um it's so important to get out there and sweat for for me personally to get out there and sweat and I love doing it outside too I love going outside um it just kind of clears your mind and so I love doing that and I just um as a family, we love to, um, any game outside, like we will literally have family baseball games, football games. Um, I have three kids that play lacrosse, lacrosse games. Um, and, um, in the summer being in the, in the, any kind of water, we Mm -hmm. love, we love to go out on the, the lake. We, my husband's from Florida. Um, so go down, um, to my parents, which are in Daphne, which is um, near the Bay in Mobile, and then his parents just down in South Florida and go fishing and anything outside, hiking. We absolutely love to be outside. Now, in the dead of winter in Bowling Green, it's, it's if the sun is shining, great. If it's not, like it's not <laughs> it's cold. You know, as enjoyable. 
Right. Having a new puppy, though, yes. is definitely um, <laughs> getting me outside, even when it's super cold and raining and snowing. <laughs> okay, tell me puppy's name and type of dog. Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> and Daisy, Daisy is a... Is, um, golden retriever puppy she is now nine and a half weeks old and she is awesome and um it's like everybody's like oh it's gonna be like you know having a kid again my babies are 11 years old so yeah it's a little bit of a wake-up call but I knew it was gonna be that way and I feel like I was you know prepared to hey you got this you got this she's already sleeping through the night and it's just a matter of taking her out every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part. Okay. What would you say is the most rewarding aspect to you about being a coach's wife? The relationships mm-hmm. with other women um, and families, the kids. I mean, we have lifelong friends in this profession. Um, and we just, I, honestly, it is hard to move, but getting to move and live in all those different places and getting to explore the different towns we've lived in. And again, just having friends for life, the different places that we've gone, um, is just really, really been amazing. I've have many coaches wives that I look up to that, um, I've taken a lot of stuff away from a lot of women and, um, in this business and it's just been, it's just a real blessing to, to get to know and, and get those relationships. We have one family that we're really close with. Um, kind of always say they're like our best friends in the biz, other than our um, families that's in the business. And um, we have been able to go visit them every place that they've gone to coach and they've visited us every place we've, we've been at. And it's just, it's really cool. We've known them since um, our oldest daughters were, I think four and, and theirs was three when we uh, started coaching together and then we've been on two staffs together and we just always make it a point and it's been and really great um just really fun to to be a, a part of them and to root for them and to root for all the families that we've met I mean gosh uh, <laughs> people are always like you know it's hard to understand when you're not in the coaching family but obviously your favorite team is the team that you're at, but mm-hmm. we, I watch all of our friends games every weekend too. And uh, it's like a priority. <laughs> so, um, and I love it. It's great. So rapid fire questions. You ready? Sure. <laughs> Let's go. What's the last book you have read? I love Reese Witherspoon's book club. Yes. And I have read multiple books from there. I think the last one I read from there was something about Havana it was an amazing book but her the books in her book club are awesome and um, this was like a historical fiction really cool I think like next year in Havana or something like that but yeah coach surprises you walks in the door with concert tickets what would be printed on that ticket country something we are huge music fans in this family we love all types of music country music definitely our family favorite Um, we've seen Kenny Chesney a hundred times over the years. Um, last concert before COVID was Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen, and it was a really great one. Nice. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. What's the ugliest thing you own? <laughs> I cannot even think what 
I would say to that question, some people's ugly are other people's pretty, right? Yeah, so right. I love antiques and I've got a couple of antiques um, that have been handed down from my dad and um, they might look ugly to some, but to me, they're very precious. <laughs> if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Dolly Parton. She just is like the most joyful human being I've gotten to see her one time. I wish I could say it was in concert. We went to um, Dollywood <laughs> and she came and she did a parade. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. The kids, I'm like, kids, this is your first time in Dollywood and Dolly Parton is here. So yeah, she's just a national treasure. She is just awesome. I love that lady. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Not really into shows as much as movies, all movies, except for like scary horror movies, but movies, we're just a huge movie family. My husband and I just finished watching the, the show Ted Lasso and okay. it was so hysterical. It's like a, a American football coach and he goes to be a soccer coach. It's very uplifting, actually. Very like optimistic, really, really cool show. So well, check yeah. it out. What's your go-to meal to cook? Soup in the winter is my husband's absolute favorite and it feeds a lot of hungry people and in the summer grilling out every single night I love to grill it's fast it doesn't dirty up your kitchen and you can literally throw the entire dinner on the grill what sport can you beat coach Helton in <laughs> I guess swimming and I would say swimming long distance because he, he probably would still say oh I could beat you if it's like you know a 10 yard sprint or something but yeah swimming for sure. Yeah. 200 meters. <laughs> yeah. Call me. There you go. Okay. If you have a superpower, <laughs> what would that be? I do not know. Um, being able to read people's mind, although I just don't know if you'd really want to read a lot of people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that superpower where you can like make everything in the room, like feel calm. I think we could use a little more of that in this day and age. I like it. What's your walk-up song? <laughs> That's really hard. Any classic rock, um, it's a walk-up song? Gosh, yeah, like, I would say Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, Rolling Stones, anything by them. Classic. For sure. Thank you so much, April, for sharing with us. This has been a blast. Thank you. This was fun. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.